Matt? Dave? Do you know how certain people just show up with a specific energy that you just want to be around? Yeah. 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 Uh, our guest this week brought that energy. Absolutely. Like char- charismatic, like uh, like I haven't seen in ages. And so funny, uh, young Dwayne Perkins. Oh, Dwayne Perkins. Is here this week. Um, we got him, I, I will tell you this, we got him fresh first thing in the morning before going into the office to uh, write for Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Um, and he is, I mean. Not everybody can deliver on a morning podcast, but no. Dwayne really delivers. You know, I, 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 I'm just looking at his Twitter account cause he's one of the, he's one of the best that we have on Twitter. He is very good. Um, and I'm just scrolling through. There's just too much. I don't even know where to begin. I wonder. A lot of Normani content, of course. Sure. We Everyone's haven't even got talked Normani about fever. her. Um, what, what are your thoughts on uh, the Normani motivation video? It's co- well, it's, we've I'll had tell a couple you, weeks you know, to I, sit I'm, with I'm it. not even going to do Dwayne's tweets justice. Why, why would anybody want to listen to me read his tweets? Follow him on Twitter. You probably already are. Yeah. But anyway, um, yeah, well, I was in Montreal during the Normani explosion. Yeah. And, uh, at the end of the weekend, we had barely been on our phones, and I was like, "Michael, we've got to just Normani and motivation are two words that I we need to know." And I didn't even know she was from Fifth Harmony. Yeah, he schooled me on who she is, where she came from. Yeah, I loved it. I love her. It's incredible. She really, I, I not to echo my entire Twitter feed, mm-hmm. but she did that. She did that. It's uh, it's great. It's almost overstuffed. It's almost a thriller for our time. Yeah, you know, she's. I feel like she has rejuvenated the art of the music video yeah in a way we really needed somebody to do yeah does she is she actually in one of the locations from uh, the baby one more time video during that basketball scene it feels like it i think she might be she has motivated me yes no that's for sure no question about it um we are going to get out of the way yeah so that Dwayne perkins can come in and dazzle the fuck out you that's right here he is We are back with Dwayne Perkins. Hello. How are you? (laughs) I'm doing great. How are you? So good. We're doing this a little earlier than usual because we really wanted to get you in. You're in a writer's room. Uh Um, Are you a morning person in general? Uh, No, but I've had to force myself (laughs) to become one to be a professional. (laughs) Uh, How does one become a morning person? Uh, you wake up very early, then you cry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just, because uh, I now work out before work, uh-huh. three days a week, and yeah. that has just um, forced me to, because it's like summer, I want to look good. Uh-huh. Um, so the superficialness of my life has forced me to become a morning person. Sure. Because there's no way I can work out after work. That's oh, just no. impossible. It's not going to happen. No. Now, are you having to deal with your relationship with Equinox right now? Uh, no, I've never been rich enough to afford such a gym membership. Yeah. Um, but now that I say I have a trainer, which is like, oh, whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, it's in a little place in Koreatown. He, uh-huh. I go to him. He yells at me, and Great. I do pull-ups. Uh, but yeah, Equinox has a- affected me in no way. Okay. okay. <laughs> We have to talk about our own relationships. We do. Oh, please. Um, (laughs) So you've been in L.A. for a few months now. Yes. I moved here uh, last October. Oh, last October. Okay. Yeah. Uh, And it's been dope. Yeah? Yeah. I like it. 
Where'd you settle? Uh, I first lived in Hancock Park. Now I live in uh, Toluca Lake. Oh, come on. Yeah, it's You're nice. You're not far from me. Trader Joe's. Trader, Trader Joe's. You got your foreman's. Yeah, there's a bunch of like little restaurants with like neon lights, like Patty's. Yes. yes. Some other place. Well, that's like a short white man name. Uh-huh. <laughs> like Bills or something like that. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's great. It is so great. And I, uh, I, I moved here from New York, which I hate it. So yeah. it's such a nice change oh, of pace. Oh, which you hated. Yeah, I did not like New York. How long were you there? I was there for almost a year. Okay. And I was like, this this is enough. I have endured this city yeah. enough. Yeah. It was just like, it was a, a, a city where I felt like people were constantly asking things for me. And I was like, please stop. I'm tired. <laughs> this is terrible. Yeah. Then I moved here and I was like, oh, it's real chill. Yeah. Weed is legal. It's great. Yeah. New York I, is draining in yes. every way. It's and and everybody bonds because they're like we're living in a bad place. Doesn't that make us strong? And I was like, no, it makes you stupid. Leave. Yeah. yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> no. Yeah. I feel that way too, but I feel like no one, especially people who are recent transplants, ever come with that that truth. You know what I mean? People, yeah. Because it's not cool. Because not cool you, it, like it's York. cooler to like have the mantle of like I'm a hustler. I survived New York. Yeah. New York is me, and I'm just like that's. I survived because I'm black and gay. Like I, I've, I've had enough struggle, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I don't want any more. <laughs> put New York on top of all of that. No, yeah. it is entirely too much. Where were you there? Uh, I was in uh, Bushwick and uh-huh. Brooklyn, which was too busy. Nobody went to sleep. I lived in, in between two twenty-four hour bodegas above a bar and 24 hour Chinese restaurant. Yeah. So it was just like always something happening. Yeah. And then I moved to Queens and it was great. It was just me and a, like I, I lived in a, per, uh, a predominantly like Asian neighborhood, but they were all like old. So they just like didn't talk to me. Yeah. Mm. So it was just me and a bunch of quiet. <laughs> it was <Yeah>. great. <laughs> you got to take that where you can. Yeah. It was, it was great. It was closer to work. It was cool. Mm-hmm. So but it was you're still not enough. here now. Uh, working on Brooklyn Nine Nine. Yes, which is a great show. Uh, thank you. Um, it's a fun show. I love it. What uh, What are you watching these days on TV other than Brooklyn Nine Nine? Um, I watch a lot of bad TV. Like, uh, because I because work is like long. I usually don't want to watch a lot of TV. So when I go home, I watch. I pretty much like eat an edible and watch like scare tactics sure which is just like not good but it's i don't like, even know what that is okay so it's a show that used to be on mtv it's hosted by tracy morgan it's like a like a hidden camera like oh, scare show yeah it, like set people up to scare them but it's usually people just being like really confused like what is happening sure <laughs> and like the acting's never great uh and you see like actors like it, it was a canadian show and you see like actors that you see on like TV now being like, oh, this is where you got your start. That's fun. Mm-hmm. It's just like a very low stakes show. I watch Pose. That's like one show that I've like actively been like, you should watch this show. Yeah, yeah. Even though you're, you're you're like tired of TV. Yeah. I also just finished a series called The Boys on Amazon. How is that? Oh, yeah. It's great, but also strange. Like uh, it's Polarizing, so people are either gonna like it or love it. It's about like superheroes, but it's pretty much mapped on like superheroes are like celebrities. They're like corporately endorsed. There's like deals, and they're oh. terrible. Like they're pretty. They're just like shitty celebrities, but they're oh, like wow. pretending to be like, oh, we're like superheroes, but they're like, how much money am I making? What appearance fee is this? And it's great. That's <laughs> kind of cool. Yeah. That feels like what 
the reality would be. Yeah, I didn't want it to do well because I auditioned for it last year and didn't get it. And I just, that's like the way my brain works. Been like, well, you didn't pick me. You should fail. Yeah, Yeah. I want to watch it. (laughs) But then I watched it and was like, okay, (laughs) this is fine. And how, what did you think of the guy who got the part that you should have played? Uh, It was Dennis Quaid's son. So I was like, that feels right. Mm. Um, Also, I, yeah, the, like watching that part, I'm like, oh yeah, no, that wasn't meant for my black gay ass. That was meant for a very skinny, wiry white man. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that feels right. <laughs> yeah. And preferably the son of a famous person. Yeah, I mean, why not? Probably had a really tough road. Uh, I every day I pray. I wish I had some kind of nepotism in my life. It would just make things easier. <laughs> what are your thoughts on Pose? Uh, I think it is great. Like the first season that I watched, I was like, oh, this is a show that would have been really helpful to me as a child. For sure. Um, yeah, it does not take away that some of the acting, I'm like, ooh. But like, you know, when you create a show, you're finding like new original voices. Mm-hmm. Those voices are probably not the people that have resources to like a plethora of acting classes. Sure. So if you want that representation, you just got to take what's there and be yeah. like, hey, you, I'm giving you this opportunity to step up. And some of them stepped up real hard. Like, I think... India Moore is fantastic. She's, Incredible. she's great. Star. And then wow. there's like certain other people that I'm like, oh, you are trying so hard and I see you and I love you. Yeah. <laughs> and that's enough for me because yeah. like as a person in, in, in this business, like I can watch this and be like, this is a job. This is acting. Some people like there's a range of like what good is. And, and that's not for me to say, but I have a preference and mm-hmm. some of them don't meet the preference. I'm like, oh, you should talk like a human more. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. but sometimes when they don't talk like a human, it's like, but I'm entertained. I'm yes, watching. Exactly. I'm, I'm like, I'm this is the world that I'm in. That's this how is, they talk. <laughs> this is the reality yeah. that they have created for me. Yeah. It, it's crazy how quickly. Uh, yeah. I just sort of, Bought a couple of the big over the top performances because, yeah, like, in just, the first couple episodes, you're like, "That's a choice," and then yeah. by like episode four, you're like, "That's a choice." Okay, mm-hmm. bitch, uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> do it. Yeah. Dave right. does a. I'm not going. I'm not going to know, but Dave does a, a surprisingly very good Electra. I don't. Oh, it's just mm-hmm. all about the tease. <laughs> yes, you the said the word better, like harder. better, which no one has ever done. Yes, <laughs> um, I'm like, wow. You, it's, it's as if you're like hearing something being read on paper. And yeah. then you're like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Better. Better. Mm-hmm. What did you grow up on? Uh, like on TV? Mm-hmm. Uh, some of my favorite shows was like Power Rangers. I have like a Power Ranger tattoo on my body. Stop that. Yeah, oh, it wow. says it's Morphin Time right here in a very pretty font. Yeah. Um, <laughs> which, uh, actual, which ranger? Yeah. Which ranger? Yeah, did you, did you uh, relate to a specific? I related to Billy and Zach. Yeah. Zach, because he was black and he danced while he fight. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow. What a gay icon. Uh, and then Billy, because he was a gay icon. Uh, he was, and I remember like looking up his like story and like David, I think his name is David Yost. Uh, he was like pretty much a victim of like homophobia, like on the set. Yeah. And I just remember reading that being like, wow, how relatable. I, I get you. Uh, plus he was like the nerd. So I really related to the blue and black ranger. And then when the new movie came out, they like swapped. So like the black person became the blue ranger. And then the black ranger was an Asian man. And I thought that was cool. <laughs> and people say the movie was, was surprisingly good. It's fantastic. They should make another one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes. I wanted to be in it. And I had an audition with the guy that became the black ranger. Like a couple months ago, and I remember looking at him like, "Oh, you bitch! <laughs> How dare you steal my dream from me?" <laughs> um, but yeah, I loved Power Power Rangers. Um, the Animaniacs was like a big 
proponent in my like comedy journey. Sure. I I I was like, oh, this is a great like sketch show for kids, mm-hmm. and it was like fantastic. It had great parodies. It it was just like I was never a fan of like humans because as like a little gay black boy who like subconsciously knew like oh i'm different there was just was not a lot of people that i was like oh i'm i'm like them mm-hmm. and cartoons was they were closer to like who i felt like i was so like a lot of my friends are like oh i watch like snl and comedy specials and i was like gross yeah. <laughs> i'm a child i want to see these people talk uh so yeah it was just a lot of cartoons when what how did you get started performing uh in high school i so when i was in Middle school, I was, like, bullied pretty heavily. And then when I went to high school, I was like, I'm going to recreate myself. And I became a football player because I was like, football players on TV are are popular. And then I was a football player, and I was like, this is too much. (laughs) Stop hitting me. (laughs) This is aggressive. I hate this. So then I became a dancer, and I joined my school dance team. And at that point, I was like, oh, this is too gay. Not ready. Uh (laughs) And then uh, I found improv, and my improv coach was also the the director to the musicals. And she was like, you should do this. And I was like, okay. Um, And then she convinced me to audition for a conservatory program. And I kind of like started my career journey. I was blindsided by this white woman who was like, I believe in you. And I was like, girl, (laughs) I'll do what you say. Mm -hmm. And then I did. And now, um, yeah, then I started doing comedy. Nice. What were the shows that you did? Uh, my first show was Bye Bye Birdie. Uh-huh. I was Mr. McAfee. Uh, <laughs> a lot of my songs got cut because I was not good. Uh, <laughs> and then the next year, I got better, and I was uh, the baker in Into the Woods. Oh, and nice. I slayed that role. It was great. <laughs> uh, and then my very first show was called Ten Short Comedies. Uh, and I just came in. Like, I was walking down my hall, and I was like, I don't want to go home. And I walked into this room because it was very loud. And they were like, talking and I was like can I be a part of this and the lady was like sure (laughs) and I just started as like a helper and then as people would like drop out they would give me their parts and by the end of the play I had like my own like short play Uh and that's when I was like oh I can do this and uh yeah that was like a very pivotal moment nice and so now that you're in a writer's room are you able to carve out time for your own other stuff to barely yeah. <laughs> it's it's very difficult just because you don't know well like I, I i don't know like when i'm going to leave right so like i could try to book a show and then if it's at 8 30 and suddenly i'm at work at 8 15 and i'm like fuck i now i have to cancel and i don't want to be that person that's constantly canceling shows so it's just harder to book shows so the shows that i do book tend to be later and then because work is so long, I usually don't want to go to them. So right. it's just like, it's you're a morning balance. person now. Yeah. And so it's like week to week. I'm like, okay, what can I actually physically do? And so that's, that's harder. Right. But, um, I mean, it's worth it to be like making money because I did not have a job a couple months ago and I was very poor. <laughs> <laughs> I see you tweeted something about how getting this job happened in a really Strange way. Oh, it was. Um, so I found like I started watching Brooklyn Nine Nine earlier this year. I just like was like, oh, I've heard a lot about this show. I should start watching it. So I started watching it, and I like tweeted about it. Like, yeah, this show's great. Nobody told me this show was great. I love the show. What a great show! Uh, and then my manager called me like, hey, um, you have an interview with Brooklyn Nine Nine, and and I started laughing. And she was like, why are you laughing? And I was like, girl, I love the show. I was just talking about it on Twitter. She was like, yeah, they read your pilot and they liked it. So I go in to meet the creator and the showrunner, who's the same person. <laughs> and I, we like talked. And I, I remember the first thing I said was like, yo, 
I don't like white people that much or cops, but I love this show. Y'all doing something great. This is great. Let me have this job. And then they were like, sure. <laughs> uh, and then when I got it, I posted on Twitter like, hey, I literally was just talking about the show. <laughs> uh, now I'm working on it. Dope. And everybody was like, wow, did you get this from Twitter? And I was like, no, I got it because they read my pilot. But the timing of it just was crazy. Uh, so, yeah. Oh, people were like, oh, did that tweet simply turn yes. into a job? A right. lot of people were like, wow, Twitter really is magical. And I was like, uh, sure. <laughs> uh, not in this. In, there's a lot that happened out, outside of it. Yeah, you did have to do some actual yeah, writing like, and stuff. There too. was some work involved. But uh, yeah, the the showrunner did like follow me. Like, it was cool. Nice. I love that. Let me have this job is definitely going to be in my next job interview. Every Let interview I've ever job. had, yeah. I've, I've just like, like at the end when like, they're like, do you have any questions? I'm like, can I have this? Like, I don't understand. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and it works. <laughs> Great. Mm-hmm. I'm, oh, I'm inspired. Yeah. I am going to start. I'm not planning. I'm going to use it. Uh, what are you listening to? Ooh, um, currently I am listening to a lot of, I just found some, I don't even know how to pronounce her last name. Like her name is Lolo. Zuayu or something like that. Uh, I think she's French. She's this French girl who makes great R&B music. Uh-huh. Uh, she's fantastic. I listen to a lot of John Bellion. Uh, he's great. Um, who else? Ariana Grande. Her, she's always on rotation. Because uh-huh. uh, I, I was a fan of her for like a very long time, like when she was in like 13 the musical and, and I used to watch her on YouTube and I met her in New York once. Oh, she wow. was just like very nice. Like we just, I were, uh, it was the 4th of July cause I met her mother and she was like, yeah, what are you doing on the 4th? And we just like talked on a sidewalk. It was like before she was like super famous. Uh-huh. She was just like very normal. And she like took a picture and I remember just being like, wow, what a, what a chill little lady. Uh, but yeah, her music is great. And because she was nice to me in person, I was like, I'll be a fan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. love that. Yeah, she's got you for life. Yeah. Who are your, like, all-time favorites? Um, Like, Janet Jackson, just because, like, as a performer, I think she's great to watch. Like, mm-hmm. the Scream video is, like, one of the best videos I've ever seen. Um, I I really just like musicals in general. Uh-huh. So I listen to a lot of musicals. I'm just, like, yelling in my house. Mm-hmm. I, I listen to Waitress a lot. I think Sarah oh, yeah. Bareilles is so talented yeah. and a friend of mine went to a wedding and they were at, at the same table and she told me she was very nice if people tell me people are nice in real life I tend to like their music more of course I'm like, I'm like you deserve my fandom because yeah. you're nice yeah, yeah. Uh, and she was great uh, and uh, she's fantastic um, I have a rotate like NSYNC Backstreet Boys like the like classic like 90s boy bands and sure. like girl I love that period of music I know all the choreography uh Boys to Men. I didn't like. I like refound them recently because I downloaded their Bust Of album, and they really were like singing, singing. Yes. Like they oh, were yeah. fucking, like really singing, and that's just not. Uh, there's not a lot of like male like singing groups anymore, and they were just like singing the house down, and I was obsessed. Um, and Mariah Carey, even her like latest album is fantastic. She has a song called No. Okay. And it's just her being like, no, I said no, no. And then she says it like, I'll say it in French. <laughs> no, I'll say it in Spanish. No. Uh, it's great. Uh, yeah. But those she's, are really- the, she's so in on the in on the joke of herself in a yes. fun way now. She gets really it. Like it. 
yeah she's like a personality now and she's like i know who i am <laughs> this is a bit that i will now perpetuate yeah, yeah. i know I what the people that. want and i will deliver it over and over again yeah she gives the gays what they want <laughs> now Dwayne, you do not need to name names but we're talking about nice people earning mm-hmm. your your fandom and respect throughout life has anyone not been nice and lost your fandom and respect throughout life yeah i mean since we're not saying names but there's been like just like from from famous people to regular people, I just don't have the time or energy to, to, to deal with like negative or insecure people because yeah. I'm very confident. And how did this happen? I do not know. But there came a point where I was like, if you don't believe in yourself, then like, what are we doing? <laughs> like, this is like you have one life. Uh there's this like negative stigma on like being self-centered, which I think is stupid. Cause like if everybody was self-centered, everybody would mind their business and the world would be great. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, yeah, just like focus on yourself, like be a good person, like figure, like unpack your shit. If you have shit, unpack it. Cause like you shouldn't put that on other people. Uh, and I've recently had like a couple of friend breakups where I was like, oh, you are not a good person. So we can't be friends. Cause I don't need that energy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there, oof, there are, <laughs> I'm now like thinking of like a famous person that I'm, so I had, I was in my, uh, I just, um, just for last couple weeks ago and I was in Montreal and I was like for the final party, it was like a Netflix, like big party. And I was wearing like a fluorescent yellow green, like jumpsuit. That was very bright. Amazing. Uh, and I walk into the party and another, this famous person walks out and they look at me and they look me up and down and say, that was a choice and then just walk away and I was like <laughs> okay bitch was it somebody you were a fan of before this happened uh, it was somebody whose work that I was like oh like this person does like good work uh-huh. and then I was like Jesus Christ um, well why don't we take a break so you can name names we'll, we'll be right back we'll be right back We're back with Dwayne. That was a great, that was some really, really good tea about Angelina Jolie. (laughs) I knew it. I knew Uh, it. Yeah, she's she's the devil. Always been a monster. (laughs) Um, So you were talking about how you have, we all have to unpack our shit. Let's now unpack your shit. Oh my God, so much shit to unpack. (laughs) Just full love shit. What's happening currently in your love life? Uh, I have a boyfriend. It's long distance. We are figuring out how to reunite. Uh Um, He lives in Chicago, where I used to live. Uh, And he owns a place that he's trying to sell so that he can move here. Uh He was like, I don't have to be here. And I don't want to be a landlord. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, it's great now. It it did not used to be great. But it's, it's great now. We like found a place of like peace. Uh, and because I work quite a bit, it works for my schedule for him to like not be around. Mm-hmm. And then when he comes here and like visits, I'm like, dope, I can give you a concentrated like week and a half. And then he leaves and I'm like, back to the bag. I have to like focus on like yeah. my career and he's focusing on his. So it, like it works for this moment. But when I was in New York, it did not work. Like the long distance. Well, so and, it's been going on for a long time. Yeah. Well, we like broke up for like a while and then we got back together. Like last, like August, like July, August. Um, yeah, like he's some someone that I knew since I was like younger. So like we had like a history where we were like friends and we got together. Then we broke up. Then we got back together. Uh, so there's like 
a lot of history, but we've like grown because I feel like when, when I first got with him, I was, we were like teenagers Mm -hmm. and I was like, Oh, I'm, I don't know who I am. And then we got to a point where I was like, Oh, I've been with you for a large part of my youth and I don't know who I am without you. And this is not going to work like identity wise. Mm -hmm. And so once we broke up and we had time to like create our own identities and then we got back together and we were like oh who are you now then he was like who are you now then we had to like re-figure out who we were and now the dynamic is us constantly checking in like do you still want to do this great we're on the same page and if not we're like then we don't have to do this because we now know what it feels like to be apart and we're like oh it's not it's bad because we love each other but like it's not an impossible thing if i don't be with you i will still survive so now that we've experienced that the, just this new like generation has like lower stakes so we're like yeah this could be over at any moment we've experienced that so now we could just like live this relationship with the transparency of being like yeah relationships don't last all the time but if we're enjoying this in this moment and we both agree that we're enjoying this we'll keep it going and that's what it's been just us being like this is fun for now great and saying like if this continues to be fun then we'll be together forever and if not then we won't so there is an end in sight. We just don't know when and how, how soon it's coming. Yeah. The I mean, end, end to, the, to the distance. Yes. Um, he told me yesterday that, like, he got an offer on his place. So it might be selling soon and he should be out here sooner. But, you know, I don't, I don't really uh, have expectations of anything or anyone until it happens. So if mm-hmm. it happens, dope. And if it doesn't, whatever. <laughs> and uh, don't answer this if it's too intrusive, but if – how does it work in terms of like monogamy when you're apart this much? Um, we're monogamous. So it's pretty much like me and just like a lot of jerking off. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I bought a flashlight. Is This is too real. Uh, oh no, and, and that is um, a crazy invention. Wow. Um, I, I had this stand up bit because it has like a, a mouth on one end and then a vagina on the other end. And when uh-huh. I first bought it, I was like, I can't use the vagina part because like, what if I like it and I become like straight again? Because oh, no. I was like, what if this feels like a vagina? And it's great. And I use it and it does feel great. So now I'm bisexual. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then when he comes to, to visit, we just have sex a lot. But because I'm like busy, like, People really don't give jerking off enough like credit. It's great. It's fun. It's easy. It feels great. Like I do it and I go to bed and there's not like this looming like that should have been a person. I'm like, no, my hand was great. I don't, I don't, I don't have to talk to a person. And then when he's there, I'm like, oh, sex is great too. Like you can do them both. But there's I don't have this like growing desire to have sex with other people because I don't like interacting with other people. And if I have to like find a stranger like I barely like small talks if I have to find a stranger and like have sex with them like how are we gonna do this I don't have the like bandwidth to be like oh I like that oh I don't like that if if they do something weird I'm like I'm out I don't want like I don't know you yeah Uh, and I've and and I went through a whole phase so like I know like what it is and when uh, we broke up that first time and I was like oh I'm single and I was like going, like being single. And I was like, oh, this is trash. <laughs> like you meet people. Like they were just like things that I forgot. Like I'd like make out with someone and be like, oh, you're bad at kissing. Uh, everybody's not good at this. Like I don't have time. Like mm-hmm. there's no like checklist of being like, how do I know that this is going to be fun? Because sex is weird. Like it's a weird thing where like you're physically inside of another person. And I just like don't want to do that with like everybody. 
and me and him have like such a um good sex life but it's just very like chill and we know what we want i just like don't feel the need right now to have like outside people but who knows in the future we might have that conversation but as of right now like where we are now we're like oh this is fine like this works and because the the sexual energy that i would be using i just put it into my work which allows me to like progress quicker because i like have that passion but just for something else hmm. and then when that passion translates to sex i'm just like gotta go jerk it off <laughs> <laughs> Got to release the pressure. You do. It really uh, releases endorphins. It has the similar effect of like weed. You're like, oh, my life feels a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, it sounds like you uh, you were, as I was, a like a very obviously gay kid. Mm-hmm. So was coming out anticlimactic in a way? It was and it wasn't. Like there were like a lot of moments in my life where like it was clear that I was gay and my family would just be like, we're just not going to talk about this ever again. And then when I came out, I was because of that, I was like, oh, they are going to ignore any like instance of like gayness. So I was like, they're going to disown me. And then when I came out, they were like, yeah, we know we just didn't like want to like know, like think that this was true. But they were like, yeah, whatever. So now we're like, oh, fine. Like my little sister came out co- like a couple years ago and everybody was like, girl, we, we, we did this. <laughs> we <don't care." laughs> and she was, she was pressed. Cause she was like, oh, this is not, I wanted there to be a bigger deal. And I was like, oh, sis, that happened with me already. Uh, I, I took that spotlight. Uh, but yeah, coming out was like hard, but a lot easier than I thought it would be. Cause my family was like there and because I had mentally got to the point where I was like, I'm going to be by myself. I became so like, almost like like an angry gay where I was like, I'm going to be as aggressively gay as possible. So to force you to like, take it in. Mm. And so there was like a period of that where I was just be like, I'm gay. Everybody get with it. And now I'm like, girl, <laughs> it's not that big a deal. <laughs> no one cares. But in order to make it not a big deal, you have to make it kind of yes. a big deal for a while. Yes. I had to be like, I'm going to bring every boyfriend to every event. We're going to act like a straight couple. Like I, I'm going to act exactly like a straight couple, like a straight person would, but with my gayness. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just like as a person, I'm now just like a lot more chill. And so I also didn't think that I needed to like come out to like the rest of my family. I came out to like my sisters and my parents and the rest of the family. I was like, you'll find out when I, when you find out. So a lot of my like extended family just would be like, would just like happen upon me being gay. Like me just being like, oh, here's this gay thing. And then being like, what? You're gay. And me being like, yeah, (laughs) what? (laughs) Uh, Yeah. What, how was it emotionally to hear we know from your family? It was like a gag. Like, uh, yeah. <laughs> don't you take my thunder, bitch. <laughs> uh, but it, I mean, there were like obvious moments. Like um, my sisters like found like gay porn. Like it, it was just like too many situations where I was like, I am caught up in this gay situation. So I knew that they knew. I just didn't know what they how they would feel so when they were like we know i was like cool and (laughs) like what is your feelings after that and they were like yeah you're you're the same person just like some of them were like well don't be bringing around my kids and then they like got better with that because i was like it doesn't doesn't i'm going to (laughs) so i don't know what you want from me Uh, But I do feel like my being gay changed the perspectives of gayness in my family because I know they did have a very um, closed-minded view on gayness. That's a very big thing within the 
well, it's not very big, but like growing up, that was a thing with where I grew up where gayness was just like not a thing. Gayness and blackness just didn't really mesh. Yeah. And so I knew that that was a thing that I would be fighting. And then because I was gay and still the same person, still doing the exact same thing, still like thriving, they were like, oh, well, maybe gay people are okay. And I was like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, obviously. Mm-hmm. Was that a conflict within yourself as well? Uh, so you had alluded to not quite being ready when you were in the world of dance. Yes, because I I knew the way that people treated gay people. So I was like, I'm okay with being gay. I'm not okay with being mistreated. And And I was like, if me being open about being gay is going to get me mistreated. I'll just like, wait, like I don't have to do this within this environment. Cause I know that my life is not high school. So I was consciously being like, okay, if I am in the closet for like this year of high school, would that, I, at, at least I won't be like bullied by these people. I consciously know that I'm gay. So I'm accepting of who I am. I just can't be with these barbarians. So I'll just like be who I am when I'm in a space to where I feel safe to do it. And then by senior year, I was like, I don't give a fuck about none of y'all. <laughs> this don't matter. <laughs> Where in the country was this? Uh, Chicago. Chicago. Okay. Yeah. Um, and were you, did you, were you dating girls in school? I was. I had a, a, a girlfriend for two years. Two years. Uh, yeah. And we were like having so much sex. That's one thing I would say about like being straight. Sex was just like easier because you had, you had less tools. Like you didn't have to use like lube. And mm-hmm. I was just like, Oh, natural lubricant. That's fun. Uh, so we would like have sex in like bathrooms. Like that part was like f- fun, but it was always like me being like, something feels off. <laughs> I'm like, this action is fine, but I wish this was someone else, <laughs> which was like terrible. Cause like that girl I really like loved is like, she was one of my best friends. Um, but yeah, it. I was out here smashing cat. It yeah. was. Uh, I was really committed to that role of me like being like I'm straight. Yeah. <laughs> but it was crazy because I was like trying so hard, and people were like, "No, you're not." <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, yeah, you're right." <laughs> <laughs> and so then, when was your first experience with a guy? Uh, it was the summer after after my senior year. So I was with my girlfriend until my senior year. I came out the end of senior year, like after prom. And then my f- that summer was the first musical I did outside of school, and it was West Side Story. And my the my very first boyfriend, he was a shark, and I was a jet, and it was like just the wow. gayest first relationship. Uh, we had our first kiss during the movie Hancock. Oh. <laughs> yes, <laughs> very on the nose. Uh, and uh, he was a great. Um, and then I went to college, and we were like, okay, this is not gonna work because yeah. we're in different places. But um. Yeah, like it was like that summer was like the beginning of my whole phase because I was like, oh, I'm like now like an openly gay man. I'm in college for the first time. Like it was, I was like free. Mm-hmm. And then I like went crazy. Then and then I was like, all right, pull it back. Pull it, pull it back, Dwayne. <laughs> like you're. That was a whole phase? Yeah. Like my, like college. And how, so how were you meeting guys then? Just like walking down the street being like, we, we locked eyes for too long. You must be gay. <laughs> so now I'm just going to follow you. You're I cruising. Wow. Tr- there was a cruising place. That, and I didn't know like what it was uh-huh. until I knew what it was. And then I was like, oh my God, <laughs> it's scandalous. Uh, yeah, there was like a bathroom phase. It was a, just me just being like, where can I find any kind of action? Um yeah, and then by the time the apps came out, I was just like already in like 
relationships. We're not like really into it. Mm-hmm. So I've never been like a huge user of apps. Oh, I thought you said by the time the abs came out, I was like, um, oh, well, abs do factor into <laughs> yeah. the apps. Um, I think we have to let you go. Everyone's yeah. flagging. You got to go to work. Oh, boy, work. The precinct calls. I know. I thank go you so much for doing here. this. Yeah, thank you for having me. This is fun.